What would you do if you suffered from alcohol addiction, depression, endometriosis, severe acid reflux, body aches, shortness of breath, anxiety? What would you do? Would you take a woe is me attitude and give up on life? Or will you, or will you do what my next guest did and take charge of her health? That's my question to you. What would you do? Welcome to Body Sculpt of New York, six weeks to fitness podcast, where we hope to inform, motivate, encourage, and inspire you towards living a healthier lifestyle. And now, here's your host, the president of Body Sculpt of New York, Vince Ferguson. Joining me today on my six weeks to fitness podcast to share her amazing life-changing story and spread awareness on how holistic living can change your life is the amazing Lachey Taylor. Lachey, how are you today? I'm great. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for coming on the show. I first became aware of you when I watched your interview with Jillian Berry, and I could not believe the physical and mental challenges you endured prior to transitioning to a raw foods lifestyle. And during your interview with Jillian, you mentioned that you took Orbel Douglas's Fruit Feast Challenge. Orbel is a very good friend of mine. He is really transforming lives with his Fruit Feast Challenges, as you would agree. But before we discuss any of that, I want my audience to hear your story. And let's start from when you were a child. Where did you grow up and did you have health challenges as a child? Uh, so I am in Massachusetts right now, and I've lived in Massachusetts my entire life. Uh, I was born in Boston, Massachusetts. I currently still live here um, in central Massachusetts. I'm no longer in Boston. Okay. Um, but uh, from childhood, generally, I was seemingly pretty healthy. Honestly, I didn't have any serious issues. I wasn't on any medications or anything of the sort, tons of energy, um, no issues there. The health issues started developing. I would definitely say in my preteens, like around 12, 13 years old, and that's yeah. when I started my menstrual cycle because that's yes. where all the health issues really started with my menstrual cycle. Um, you know, with... Uh, Every woman's period, at least in Western culture, it's accepted that you have, you know, a five, seven day menstrual cycle. They can be really heavy. Um, it can come with a lot of pain, a lot of cramping, um, just kind of being down for the count until that cycle is over. And mm -hmm. that was just like a normalized reality in my life. Um, so when that time of the month came for me, that would be my experience. It would be really heavy bleeding. It would be, um, me basically being physically debilitated, not really able to do much of anything besides lie down in a ball, um, in extreme pain. And I kind of got addicted to taking Midols, which was like the marketed aspirin, basically for women um, going through their menstrual cycles. So that was how I coped every single month from uh, being a preteen all the way into adulthood and uh, wow. just dealing with the pain that came along with it. Um, I had a, lo a lot of nausea. I would vomit. 
um, over time, the bleeding came with clotting um, and a lot of that involved. I know a lot of women can relate, Mm -hmm. but, um, you know, that was normal. So it was never anything that triggered a trip to the doctor at a younger age, as a teenager or anything like that, even though it probably should have, but we just thought it was normal. So I never really inquired or advocated to go to see a doctor um, to my parents. So that wasn't really um, a thing. I just dealt with it. Uh, But eventually I couldn't just deal with it anymore because it graduated to a lot more serious health issue um, that had more serious symptoms outside of just heavy bleeding and pain. And when you spoke to your parents, your parents, your, your mom just said, well, just deal with it. Um, she didn't tell me to just deal with it. It was just normal. You know, like there was no further inquiry outside of, um, you know, I would take the Midol. I would feel some relief and, you know, Maybe after the third day, I can go on about my business um, until the bleeding was over. And, you know, we would just use like um, heating pads and stuff, just little things that could provide some sort of temporary relief. But like I said, I never advocated to my mom um, for anything deeper to happen outside of that. And um, yeah. So. So beyond that, so that's one thing, right? That was causing issues. What was the next health challenge you had to deal with? Okay, so it started off with the menstrual cycle. So the menstrual cycle, when I was from preteen to teenager to young adulthood, I'd say my early 20s, uh, it would always be the same up until young adulthood, the bleeding at a point actually never stopped. So before I would have a five day or a seven day cycle and it would be over and the rest of the month I could go on with my life. But in my, I would say like hitting that 24, 25 year old mark is when I started spotting outside of my periods, meaning that I would, even though there wasn't a heavy flow, they were still leaving behind you know, the tent of blood. So I would have to start normalizing the the use of wearing things like um, panty liners or wearing menstrual pads outside of my period cycle. So that kind of became a normal thing. And then when I started hitting like my late 20s to early 30s, I developed full-blown menorrhagia, meaning I had an indefinite bleed. So it was like a faucet that would never turn off and it would be heavy all the time. So I had an extreme loss of blood for like two or three years and it developed into like an anemic state. I was really weak, really Mm. low in iron. Yes. Um, Being low in iron kind of led to oxygen issues inside of my body. To compensate, it's my guess that my body started producing um, mucus in high amounts. So my lungs started developing this overproduction of mucus. And I had this recurring chest infection. It it was like walking pneumonia. 
uh, I just was, I had sh severe shortness of breath, developed into anxiety. Um, and then the other coinciding health issues I had, you know, I had hypertension, I was had sinus tachycardia, my resting heart rate was always over 100 beats per minute, wow. um, severe back pain, mm. I was overweight, I developed a tumor. Uh, I developed it without knowing, with every single period and every single cycle and all of the indefinite bleeding, I was later diagnosed with endometriosis. So I had stage four endometriosis. Stop. I found that out at the hospital huh. in 2017 when I had to go in for an emergency surgery to mm. get rid of an endometrioma, which is a tumor that tumor. developed yeah. in my lower left side, um, my abdomen, and it was attached to my left fallopian tube and my left um, ovary. So yeah. unfortunately, I had to have an oophorectomy, which is basically like a partial hysterectomy where they take your half of your reproductive organs. So I still have a uterus and I still have my right side right. Um, ovaries and fallopian tube, but I had to have the left side surgically removed because the mass was so big and it was starting to invade other organs. So they had to get it out to save, you know, to just save other organs in that area. So endometriosis, it sounds like a really benign thing that people don't take seriously. Um, but endometriosis, literally, it can kill you. The oh. severe loss of blood, yes. all of that, um, yes. you know, it's a lot more serious than you would think. Wow. So um, that happened out of my part full transparency out of negligence and out of carelessness really? because I should have gone to the hospital years ahead for those symptoms and I normalized the symptoms and I was kind of scared of what I would hear mm. going to the doctor and I wasn't truly connected to my body at that time because I had a serious drinking issue and I was basically an alcoholic oh. so um, when you're drunk all the time, you just kind of ignore those kinds of things going on yes. in your life. You don't take care of yourself. You're not your number one. And I wasn't my number one. I was just like evading my problems, drinking, thinking things that, you know, you, you know, trying to run, trying to run away. You can't run away. Right. Like everything catches up to you full circle eventually. Mm. So I had a scare at work where I was just in so much pain. And um, it was like someone was twisting my ovaries. And then I went home, tried to sleep it off because I was so used to pain. I'm telling huh. you, I, I got so used to pain wow. that I just would try to sleep pain off. And then when the symptoms, when those pains weren't subsiding after a couple of days, the, my ex-boyfriend, um, he took me to the emergency room. And then that's what led me towards getting finding, getting the diagnosis of right. endometriosis and then getting the, uh, getting the, the growth extracted from my body. Mm. Um, so that was in 2017. And, you know, I did Orville Douglas's challenge that year, actually, the year of my surgery before the surgery oh, really? is when I came across him. And 
yeah. So I did it in 2017 before the surgery. Felt better than I ever felt in my life. But the addiction I had to other food mm-hmm. and, you know, the drinking and stuff like that. Yes. It just led me back to the, you know, the same old behaviors. But then I ended up um, having the surgery. And then after the surgery is when I would say, um, on a subconscious level, I knew that I needed to start making fundamental changes in my life. So the idea of change was rattling, even though the action of change (laughs) wasn't there full, full, full in effect. Um, that didn't take place until about 2020 is when like my true awakening and reconnecting with myself. But that was because I was just finally on my sobriety journey and I have finally quit smoke, uh, quit drinking in 2019. I used to smoke weed. Mm. I used to have a lot of degenerative behaviors that I was slowly but surely eliminating since the surgery. I was trying to transition into being more uh, vegan after the surgery. Um, And then I had quit smoking and then I quit drinking. Like year after year, I was slowly eliminating certain things. And then in year 2020, during the, um, you know, the pandemic and everything, out of fear of the respiratory issues I was already having, and then the idea of this respiratory thing um, being about, that really, like, made me really connect, like, okay, it's really time to start targeting um, your respiratory health, it's time to start Mm -hmm. really just focusing on healing in general. Yes. So after I quit drinking alcohol in 2019, 2020, it was like the awakening is when I started really cleaning up my diet, really eliminating a lot of processed foods out of my diet and incorporating more living foods, especially fruit based, because Mm -hmm. I did another oral challenge in 2020 after my seven day um, fruit fast, I transitioned to more raw vegan and then I did another 30 day oral challenge. Hmm. Then I kind of did them intermittently every couple of months um, while he was having them. But the first oral challenge I did in 2020, I lost like 30 pounds in 30 days. Like oh, it was amazing. just like really? only eating fruit. Yeah. Only eating fruit. Wow. So that's when I felt this. That's when I knew the power of fruit specifically hmm. because I was doing raw vegan. I was eating a lot of like just raw veggies though, right. more than anything. Yeah. I was eating fruit, but they were the focus for me. You think raw vegan, you just think like salads and stuff. So I was doing a lot of gourmet raw vegan salads and dressings, nut based dressings and things like that, which is important and good for the transition right. because you, no matter what it is, you're trying to break that mental habit of eating the cooked food, eating the processed food, just getting away from that. Mm. So whatever it takes for you to at least kick into action of getting more of those living foods into your body, the better. So that's kind of how I started off. And then when I did Orville's 30-day fruit feast, I lost a lot of unnecessary waste that Mm. was inside of my body. Waste. And yes, and I accumulated the most energy throughout Mm. that time, just getting up early, feeling good in my body, feeling lighter in general. Once you lose that waste, you feel light, you know, it's like, it's like a straight internal cleansing. 
Yes. So, and it's like, huh. it was, I, that's when I learned it wasn't about what you're putting inside of you. It's about what you're eliminating, you know, Elimination. what you're allowing the body to do the work. Stop thinking yeah. that all the nutrients and all the magical things inside of the stuff that we eat is what's actually making us feel better where we're seeing the most change. I think that's all artificial and stimulating more than anything else, but it's really the body that makes itself feel the best. We just have to give the body what it was designed to consume. So fruits really are, we're frugivores. That's what we're designed to consume. So, Hmm. Or frugivores, however it is. I frugivore. Just living on fruit. <laughs> yes. And I definitely still to this day try my best to be as high fruit as possible, which is why I maintain a thin frame. You know, I got to be more like Orville and hit some weights and exercise a little bit more. There you but... go. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Now, it's funny how you say how um, you eliminated waste a lot of people will ask you, well, what about your weight? Because you're losing weight, but you're actually losing waste. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's what amazing. it is. Yes, it's waste that you're eliminating. Uh, what were you, how heavy were you at your heaviest? Um, at my heaviest, I was like 193. I was pushing 200. Um, yeah. So I'm 5'3". Five 5'3"? Three. Five three? Majority of, yeah, majority of my life, I have, I'm naturally skinny. I have always been naturally thin, really? even when I was a teenager, when I was, you know, when I was in high school, I was a size zero. I've always been a naturally really? thin frame wow. person. Wow. Um, <laughs> after the surgery, they put me on hormone therapy. They put me on Depo-Provera. Oh. Hormone therapy literally put 40 to 50 pounds on me in a matter of months after I got the surgery. So that's what made me the biggest I've ever been in my life. Wow. Um, Shoot. And yeah. See, so that's dangerous as in, in itself. That's dangerous, you know? Yeah. Blood pressure for your heart. You know, it's dangerous. Mm -hmm. So you it started. Is. Okay, go ahead. So, yeah. At my heaviest, I was like that. That was more like 2016, 2017. Um, so 2016, I was starting to gain some weight um, just from the drinking and the eating. But it wasn't extreme weight until after I put had that surgery in 2017 and got that depo shot. So the depo shot put about a good 40, 50 pounds on me. Um, I was like 193. And then, you know, I wasn't used to being big. So I told myself, I ain't going to let myself, you know, I ain't going to let this be like this. And then, you know, I would, I think I started hitting the gym and eating more plant-based, even though I was still eating some seafood and mm -hmm. stuff after that. And um, I think I lost like a good 10 pounds that I kept it at. So I was like 180 right. for years. I was like straddling that 180. Mm -hmm. And um, I lost pretty much most of it during Orville's fruit feast in 2020, like bulk of it went off in wow. 2020, just from that one, that first month of doing the fruit feast thing. Mm. Um, but, okay. and it wasn't weight, it was waste, you know? Yes. So a lot of people wanna, yes. yeah, you, a lot of people wanna maintain, they'd be like, well, how can I stay at a healthy weight? It ain't about no healthy weight. There is no such thing as a healthy weight. If there is waste inside of your body that needs to be eliminated, you have to let it go. 
So if we start correlating weight to waste, because you can't say, well, um, I want to hold on to some of this waste. It don't sell right. Right. Because it ain't. Not when you put it like that. (laughs) (laughs) Why you want to hold on to it? Especially us melanated sisters. You know, we'd be afraid to lose our butt. You know, well, if I lose too much weight, I don't want to lose my butt. And and it's like, listen, if 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 that booty meat came from pork, some pork ribs yeah. and them ham hocks and <laughs> yeah. the turkey legs inside of the greens. Yes. And sweetie, you don't want to hold on to it. You gotta no, go. It's not good for you. It's gonna cause okay. problems. Exactly. Right. Unfortunately, a lot of women don't want to hear that. <laughs> yeah, but you can put the healthy weight on. Mm-hmm. The, the healthy weight isn't you ain't gonna get the healthy weight by by so yes. You'll be healthier once you lose the waste that yes. is sitting inside of you right now. Hmm. However, you can't be afraid to lose all of it. So even if it strips you down, because that's what happens when you eat all fruit. It's going to strip you down. You're going to have a malnourished look. Yes. But the crazy thing is, is the more malnourished you look when you're on all fruit, you actually feel the best you've ever felt in your life. And that was my problem it's a battle of the egos mm. it's the ego on yes. side that you really battling and it's the personality surrounding you who's so used to the bloated culture that we, yes. we live in right because everybody's yes. bloated everybody big and even if they don't think they're big even the people who are all jacked like the fitness world you know they 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 bulk up to get all this extra beefiness to yes. them Yes. They don't realize that's all inflammation. That's not healthy. So, but because that's how everyone looks, that's how we measure health yes. based on the normal. Yes. So they they correlate being thin and skinny to being sick. That's right. how Western culture and Western media has created the perception around being thin or being skinny or weight loss in general especially in our community, we see somebody lose weight. The first thing you think, oh, you all right? You look sick. You on crack. You on drugs. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yes. It's yes. like, goodness, no. Can I just care about myself enough to not want to be carrying all that extra weight around yeah. and just be more health conscious and really care about what I put inside of my body and make healthier choices? I feel better. You know, like... I, I was feeling better. I was breathing better. I was moving better. I had a better mindset. Everything was just better. And then I had people surrounding me telling me, mm, you're getting a little too skinny and you need to eat real food when you eating real food. And it's like, listen, I'm not judging you. I'm here just showing up because that's what I do. I'm just here. And I'm seeing how everybody's living. And even though if I have my own thoughts about it, I don't project them. I don't talk about them. I don't tell anything. I Like, I don't, I'm not the food Nazi. I don't go around telling people how to live. But Thank because you. I choose to live a certain way, yes. out of desperation. It wasn't like I chose this life. Right. This life chose me. Because mm. I, I didn't feel good. The yeah. Western medicine route wasn't providing the relief the surgery didn't do what it was supposed to do outside of just remove the tumor but i i understood and learned that i had to become my own doctor and Hmm. as orville would say you got to get on nature's operating table 
Mm. So whatever happens mm. during the process happens mm. during the process. You have to just trust in the process. Yes. So um, it's about just getting all of that years and years and years and years of uneliminated, old, compacted waste, that fecal matter that hasn't been properly uh, filtered out of your body. Right. We just have to get that process going because you don't want to lose weight. That's a byproduct of just losing weight. Right. You're going right. to physically look lighter as a result. Yes. Yeah, but studies have shown too when people are at a, a normal weight, but they're where they're supposed to be, they're not big and bulky, and their lifespan extends. They get mm -hmm. you know, live longer, and that is a fact, right? Yeah, yeah you don't have even... toxins and stuff inside of you. you yeah, know, you're eliminating the things that are harmful to your cells. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. but let's talk about your your now that you transition to this raw vegan, fruitarian type lifestyle, how has your circle of friends, has, has it changed? Um, I'm a really introverted person. I never really had a circle of friends, to be quite really? honest with you. Really? Um, oh, even okay. from, from childhood, like my mom, we moved a lot for some reason. So even though it was always in Massachusetts, it would be from like Boston to the suburbs, from the suburbs to huh. like, you know, where we live now. So I never stayed in, at any one place long enough to sustain like good, long lasting friendships. Yeah. However, um, I do have, I did have some people that I hang out with and the people that I hang out with were trauma bonds. They were people I was drinking with, you uh -huh. know, bar hopping, drinking, mm. smoking. And I noticed that when I stopped drinking and when I stopped smoking, um, you know, they didn't have much use for me anymore. <laughs> Goodness, so, yes. um, and plus, I also didn't really want to be around them, to be fair, because when you're clear-minded and when you're ascending and when you're just looking forward in life and you want to just have more healthier environments and you're in control of what surrounds you, to be yes. in control of your mental health, your, your level of peace and all of that, yes. you can't have yourself around certain energies. And if they're participating... And if the only time we hang out, you have a drink in your hand mm -hmm. or you rolling up something, yes. and like I think too deeply, you know, mm -hmm. I'm going to become your life coach. I'm going to be telling you, you like, I don't want, <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. in general, I became a, pe a people repellent because your energy, <laughs> your energy just being somewhere people start thinking about how they live just because, cause like I'm very vocal about my lifestyle on yeah. my platform. Like I don't project it in front of people and when I'm in their spaces. However, it's a huge part of who I am because of how it changed my life. So I feel like I'm doing a disservice to um, the people around me or the people who want to be around me. Um, I'm doing a disservice by not sharing everything that I have learned um, because I know that there's a lot of people who are seeking some kind of relief right now who have gone through what I have gone through, who are going through their own version of suffering, depending on whatever their diseases or their ailments are. So I feel like it's important to let people know like, hey, you don't have to live like that if you make different choices. 
um, dietary choices, you might actually start getting somewhere with your health. You don't have to be tired. You don't have to be sick. Mm. You don't have to have any kind of symptoms in your body. It is a choice, but you don't know it's a choice. But once you know it's a choice, once you start making certain changes in your life or you start practicing mm-hmm. different habits and you see relief and you go back to how you were and then you start feeling like crap again, um, now you know, yes. right? Because that was where I was. I was for a long time straddling that fence of knowing better and doing better. And I'm still there to be completely honest with you. I ain't perfect. I right. still will... Um, have those war the war in my head when it comes to like wanting to eat certain kind of food and just stimulating stuff that's more addictive that's low process and you know I I, I give myself grace <laughs> in some cases like it's about progress and not perfection and you Thank do you. feel a lot better in your body than you did before and as long as you're consistent with making certain lifestyle choices you know it's okay to have a window of imperfection mm-hmm. if it's in the name of social gatherings or whatever it is um yes but yeah. yes but my my circle of friends i have i have attracted a lot of beautiful people into my life because it so, is yes. let's say that because me sharing especially online has yes. attracted some beautiful beings yes. into my life that i would have never been able to reach if i didn't share my story and share my experiences and share my recipes or just I'm attracting some of the best people who are at, who are at all levels of their healing journeys. Uh, people who are just starting, people who have been in this for a, a, a long time. Um, but my online community is yeah. a beautiful mm. uh circle of people and those who are around me like um the the friendships that I have maintained in the fam and family I'm starting to see the changes they're trying to implement the changes too and I love that like I have like my mom will send me pictures of her fruit that she ate for breakfast I was gonna ask you about your mom yes really yeah like my little brother (laughs) just told me he ate six plums for for uh, he said he just had six plums for lunch yesterday. I was like, Whoa. wow. This is, yeah, he, he a Burger King, McDonald's, yes. Wendy's. Yes, yes. <laughs> and the thing is, a lot, of, a lot of these people didn't even eat fruit before, but now they're starting to implement, incorporate fruit into their regular diet, right? Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a win right there. That's a win. Getting it in is better than not having it all. No matter yeah. how you eat, at least now you're putting in some fiber and some water and some, some you know, food, though, the H3O2, like that fruit-structured water you're getting inside of you and you're starting to push a lot of that dead food that you like to eat, the, the yes. dehydrating food that you like to eat, you yeah. know? So now you're finally giving your body something that it can use. It's like, <laughs> oh, thank you. Yes. And you're giving your body living food because you are a living being. That's why I tell people, I'm alive. Why would I eat a lot of dead food? (laughs) Right? And It's so simple. Well, for us, but not for everyone. (laughs) You know? I tell people fruit is God's candy. 
You know what I mean? Boss candy. So, but you know, would you say that your journey, what you've been through, and how you're living now is now is basically your life's purpose now to share this information to help others? I am definitely being becoming more accepting of it being my life's purpose because I didn't really have a purpose in life prior to this. At least I didn't feel like I did. Um, I always felt like I was meant for more. I always, yes. I always felt like um, an air of dissatisfaction when it came to life. Like com- yeah. just feeling like I had or have so much potential that was just untapped and I just couldn't figure out where I fit in. Like, why am I here? Yes. Like, I know that I'm not put on this planet simply to wake up every day, go to work. Yes. Pay bills, yes. run errands, yeah. and these menial tasks that we call these things that make up what life is, is yes. for so many people. It just seemed empty. Yeah. So getting sick is very, very easily almost my greatest blessing simultaneously because it's like without that experience, I wouldn't have gone through the struggle of changing my mind my my brain chemistry so intentionally like working so hard every day avoiding things that I have lived my entire life programming myself to consume um that that character development that you go through by fighting all of your vices Mm. Fighting not drinking the alcohol, fighting not eating meat, fighting not consuming dairy, fighting not smoking, um, and just gravitating towards something that isn't as stimulating, but is just so much more powerful, is so much more useful for my body. And all those things that I loved didn't love me back, Mm. and I had to start. Yes. I had to start accepting loving what loves me back. And because fruits weren't designed to be addictive and and stimulating and doesn't give us that, that instant gratification that we're just so used to in this microwave culture that we live in, like always needing something now and fast and needing to feel relief now and fast. But it's like, I had to really put into perspective that I consumed uh, the certain foods that I ate my entire life for my entire life. So it's going to take time to rebuild new habits and for my brain to create new neural highways. It's going to redirect my energy. My phys- I have to retrain my entire body to be a certain kind of way. But the only way to do that is to actually put it into practice. And that's why those challenges are so important because you don't realize what you're doing it when you're challenging yourself. but while you're training, while you're going through that that internal war, while you're in the middle of those challenges, right? You're rebuilding that neural network, you know, because you're not going back to that same behavior that you used to. Now you're like really working towards creating whole new habits, and then you keep doing it day after day after day after day, and then before you know it, it's like, wow, this is who I am. Like I really became this person, but it was just because being in that moment every single day, being intentional. Um, And 
and you don't realize you're doing it at the time, but that is what you're doing. You're really changing your whole constitution. Mm. Um, but you know, food isn't addictive. And I had to learn that too. I keep saying, you know, that food, that isn't food. That right. isn't food. Right. It's, it's, it's just, it's edible. Yes. <laughs> it's food like product, yes. but it's not what we were designed to consume. So if you have an addiction to it, it shouldn't be in your body. And that's mm -hmm. why you are supposed to eat the fruit because when you eat fruit, you eat until you're satisfied, you're good. You're, you are literally fed on a, on a cellular level and you are nutrient, it's nutrient rich, you know, it's not calorie rich. And the transition is hard because people are so used to eating until they're full. Yes. They're so used to feeding their stomachs and not their cells. Mm. So it's like, when yeah. you're eating fruit, you're feeding yourself and then you're, you're satisfied on a cellular level. And then before you know it, you're barely ever hungry. You really only get hungry when it's time for your cells to charge up again. Like it needs more energy. And that's why the fruit is powerful because it's electric. Yes. It's a literal charge. A charge. And we're electrical beings. We're electrical beings. So it's a literal charge. It makes so much sense. Makes sense. You know, and that stuff is acidic. The stuff that we were consuming prior to that, yes. like that is acid. And there's only two sides to chemistry, acid and alkaline. And alkaline right. You want to eat the alkaline food mm. and you want to be very careful with the acid. I understand it needs to be a good balance there, but we're, we're electrical beings. Yes, we we got to eat the food that charges us, uh, the food with the flavonoids. And I was actually reading a really interesting book right now. Um, it. I'm looking at it right now. It's oh. like consciousness. Hold on. I'm sorry. I got to grab it. <laughs> okay. It's right, right in front of me. And it talks about this. Oh. Return to, to the, the brain, brain of, Eden. of Eden. Really? It talks about how our brains literally evolved because of our ancestors who lived in a forest setting where they were frugivores and where they ate food that was high in flavonoids and mm. uh, a lot of, and the fruit has like an anti-steroid effect. And the, we have a lot of steroids in our bodies now, like really high in testosterone and all of this, but it's because our hormones are affected by a lot of the Western diet, the way of eating. So return to the brain of Eden wow. is really returning back to getting, using both sides of our brain. Because right now we live in a left brain mm -hmm. dominant society mm -hmm. and the right brain functions have essentially been suspended. And the right brain is where all of our creativity is. Creativity, um, yes. Yeah, our creativity. Um, where we get go into a flow state where we're more connected to our consciousness. Yes. Um, so wow. this book is expanding my mind. It's, yeah. it's just, it's such a good read because <laughs> it just further reinforces that living this way is yeah. just how we're supposed to live. And if you want to start expanding your, your brain chemistry, like mm -hmm. your neurochemistry, and you want to start using both sides of your brain, um, or if you want to tap more into that right side of your brain, it's important to consume the fruit. Fruit. Basically. Hmm.
how important is it for you to stay away from negative people? Very. It, hmm. I've always been a very, like I said, introverted person. I've always been um, uh, intuitive, and I almost feel like I, this is a natural thing that I was born with. I have like a sixth sense. I can read people's energy. Wow. So whether I know them or not, they really don't even have to say anything. When I look at somebody, like I, I just feel like I would know if they're going to be good or, you know, like, so, yeah. um, energy is really important to me and I do not go out of my way to be around people that I don't feel good in my spirit yes. around. It's really important. Um, the, that's something that we have immediate control over. Yes. And you can control your surroundings. You can control who's in your life because um, energy is transferable. And there's a lot of energy vampires. And it's oh, like... Blood suckers. Yes. So you have to be careful. You have to be careful who you keep around you. I even have people that I cherish and I adore mm -hmm. because I've just known them for forever. Um but they got a lot going on in their life and they continuously make poor decisions that lead to the outcomes that they're currently experiencing, then I'll talk to them and do try my best to give words of advice. But a lot of them live in a victimhood mind state and then they'll try to ask me for favors like, you know, can I stay with you, live with, no. Oh, I, I, I'm oh. the kind of person, oh. I can't. I can't. No. You cannot bring your energy in Thank my you. space. Yes. Oh. <laughs> They'll bring yeah. you down. Keep you down. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, yeah. And then their problems become mine. And Thank then you. Yes. when their problems become mine, I have to be in full acceptance of the outcome. And I can't blame them. I'd have to blame myself because I was well aware of the kind of baggage or whatever that somebody else brings. I can only deal with the problems I create for myself right now. And that's already a heavy enough burden. It's hard to carry the burdens of other adults. Yes. So, um, <laughs> yeah, other people's energy is definitely. Persona, no, no, thank you. Yes. But also, I will say that most people who I speak with who are raw vegan, like yourself, and fruitarians, like Orwell, to me, they are very spiritual beings. They seem to be very much in tune with life, with the earth, with God, spirituality. I find that in my speaking with them, you know, I do. Yeah, you know, um, I've gotten more spiritual since this. Um, see, I was always like, we're spiritual beings. We are spirits having yeah. a human experience. Everybody's spiritual, ultimately. Yes. Yeah. Um, but it's just more so how in alignment are you, are you with your heart? Like how clear is your heart? How much can you feel? Um, and that, so, or how clear is your mind really? Cause a lot of us just kind of walk around with really heavy brains with all the stuff that we carry in our minds and we take in. Um, but I definitely, I have gotten more clear living this way because the lighter you become, the lighter you become. Hmm. Um, and I feel like it makes it easier. Also, our vessels become clean enough to start receiving more divine intelligence. Yes. From we're getting downloads from the food that we eat. Hmm. And then when you connect even further and go outside and plant your 
the bare soles of your feet on the dirt while you're getting that sun, that electric charge, like wow. that can only increase you yes. like even further. Yeah. And prior to that, I didn't have that kind of connection. I didn't even have a desire really oh. to be more in tune with nature right. or any of that. Um, but you know, I always been a really empath empathetic person. And the reason why I even became a heavy drinker, cause I wasn't a natural drink. Like I come, like my mom was a really, dr a, a drinker growing oh, really? up and, oh, okay. and okay. yeah, she was a drinker, you know, like she wasn't like no angry drunk or nothing like that. She was like a functional alcoholic and I'm sorry, <laughs> mom, if you see this, I'm putting your business up, but like, um, it's the reality. And I always told myself, I'm not drinking like that. Like when I was growing up, it's what I didn't want for myself. And I did not drink until after I turned 21. So I never had any intention on drinking. Yeah. And what happened was I got into politics. I was really like, I cared about, I've always been an intelligent and tuned person who cared about substance, things that mattered. So I cared about what was happening in the world. I paid a lot of attention to the world wars and I would look at the images of, of like the destruction that would happen in Iraq and mm. I would see like these children Yes, and mm. I didn't feel a separation from them. You know, like Western culture tries to draw a separation between these invisible borders and lines that they create and chop the yes. world into. Yes, But I'm like, if they're that evil and they could do that to those kids, what makes us any special? And then, and, and then being African-American, you know, like we got like Geechee in our family and all of that. Like you coming from the South, right. black Americans are well aware of how evil the American government can be. And I don't mm -hmm. want to bring it there. Like I'm not trying to change the energy right. of the, uh, the discussion, but I'm just letting you know why I became a heavy drinker. Mm -hmm. um, so already having that, that, that epigenetic experience right right and then and then seeing everything that's going on in the world and then kind of becoming red pilled and getting mm. more into like yes. conspiracy theories and going yes. down those rabbit holes and yes. like i became like a wide-eyed rose-colored glasses really hopeful ambitious free-spirited person to a I want everybody to realize how bad things are in certain places for certain people and we shouldn't be comfortable with this and like really being overly concerned about things I really ultimately had no control over right and seeing how much people didn't care mm -hmm. and thinking about the future of the United States, uh, just my perception of what reality was, you know, everybody's going to have their own opinion, but from what I would read, I was, all, I've always been a reader. So I cared about the, the economy. I, I've read a book called um, the creature from Jekyll Island, oh, yeah. which opened my eyes up about the federal reserve system and, just yeah. like I'm like, wow, WG our whole reality. Yeah. yeah, like our whole reality is kind of like a scam. Like none of this is real. Yeah. Like the dollar isn't real. Like this is all gonna come collapse and it's a house of cards, and everybody's kind of just like drunk on this like 
inflationary spending that's going on. Like, you know, the, so I'm just like, I'm the kind of person who reads and knows. And then there's the people who just watch the news and blindly believe what they're told. And then like, you know, I'm like a, a debater. I'm a teacher. I'm like, I got to So I was like campaigning for Ron Paul at one point. This is like around between 2008, 2012. I was big with on Ron Paul, yeah. even during the Obama administration, when mm -hmm. everybody was all about Obama, first yes. black president. I was like, oh, please. I said, they ain't letting no black men in. That's going to change the lives of black people. And I was just like, I was even like that, that <laughs> conscious then. Yes. Yes. And so then I would, that's when my eyes opened up when I was campaigning for Ron Paul, how corrupt the media was because they were misperceiving yes. his numbers. I yes. was going to these rallies where there was like, he was filling up stadiums of hundreds of thousands of people. Like the energy was there. Yes. So for me, they were calling him a fringe candidate and this and that. And I'm like, wow, it, it just, it just, yes. it just blew my mind. It just opened, it just shifted my reality of like what was, yeah, my, of what was real and yes. what was just like, you know, the television. Oh, so, yes. Yes, me. Then, yeah, I then I got depressed. And mm -hmm. then I told myself one day, I kind of remember the day, I can't remember the exact date and time and age, but I was like, you know what? If the world's going to go to crap anyways, why should I care? And I literally mm -hmm. wrote off my future and I just started going out and having fun yes. with my friends, socially drinking, having mm -hmm. a grand old time. I would work, I would take trips. And then like what became social drinking turned into me just like starting to go to the liquor store and drinking by myself. And yeah. then I just kind of got lost in the bottle for a little bit. Mm. And it was never a, really a physical dependency on alcohol. It was just a depression of the reality that we lived in. And instead of using that energy, the only regret I have is not using that energy to kind of counteract and 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 prepare so to speak for the reality that i saw coming ahead i just kind of gave up and was just like well if there's nothing i can do about it why should i care and i became more self-destructive mm. than um channeling it in a more productive way right. um and that's how i ended up becoming a drinker it's not like i was just like this degenerate person who came from this really bad background and didn't care about anything it was just more so I became jaded and it was just a way of just not thinking about it or trying to keep myself distracted. And the more I realized people didn't care, the more depressed I got. Mm. Um, and then I became self-destructive and then it just kind of led me towards this path where I just didn't feel like I was ready to die. So I was willing to kind of, um, get back to nature. Like I was coming against like this information things would just come to me divinely i'd go on youtube and then random thing like fully raw christina came up and that was like an inspiration for me to start the raw vegan lifestyle or at least to plant a seed in my head yeah. and then i was on facebook i somehow came across orville douglas um and then i joined his challenges and then dr sabi and watching yes, his lectures wow. Yes. Um, and then I would watch Dr. Robert Morris's videos for, you know, like, so it was just like extracting information on a subconscious level, mm -hmm. even if I wasn't ready to implement it, 
I was absorbing it. And then when my health got so detrimental and I felt like my back was against the wall and I could no longer ignore my body's calls to, to help is when all that body of information just kind of kicked in when I was ready. Right. And then I just went, I just started my transition huh. uh, to this life. Well, let me ask you this. Now that you, now that you are well into the transition, what are your feelings about the world now and how things are? Um, has this transition caused you to change your view or to just focus on yourself and trying to help heal the world as part of your, your purpose? Um, now that I'm in, now I'm here and I still consider myself in the transition because I still find myself, um, okay, so what are my thoughts about all of this? One thing that I noticed in my Jillian interview, mm -hmm. reading the feedback from my interview and the comments. Because, you know, it's got over like 20 something thousand views and there's like <laughs> wow. thousands of comments and the comments are telling. One thing people say was what I love about Lachey is, is she's relatable, she's transparent and she's honest. And I feel like this lifestyle transition really is a lifestyle transition because I made so much progress by being consistent, doing the, the, the being in the practice of eating living food most of the time and being in the practice of eating fruit um, most of the time. However, there were a lot of breaks in between like a year span or two year span mm -hmm. where I would have these relapses for lack of a better word of eating um, really processed not good for you like vegan foods I've even slipped up and had seafood a couple of times in a year which so I don't call myself a vegan I'm definitely just like a living foodist and a, a plant-based lifestyle person because I'm not a vegan um huh. okay one thing um one thing I have, I am learning even still to this day of this lifestyle is mindset is important and matters because I was chasing perfection in the beginning because I was sick and my intention was to heal my body. So if your intention is to heal, you want to gravitate towards the living food. But when I did have a so-called slip and ate something that wasn't living, like I could literally have like a chipotle, a chipotle burrito and it would all be veggies or just be rice and beans mm -hmm. and some salsa. Yes. I would beat up on myself for a month. And because I ate that thing that one time and didn't forgive myself, yes. I used it as license to yes. continue to eat, kind of go backwards. Then it turned into a, a burrito, turned into a Beyond Burger, turned mm. into, you know. Yes. Oh, I, Sorry, you. it muted me. Yes. Um, it, 
it turned into more degenerative eating like over a month span time and that's because I couldn't just like decide to eat a a, a burrito and not think about it so I feel like when you're on this journey be careful with your relationship with food in general with anything that you consume because it doesn't matter how healthy you eat if number one you're not eating the healthy food with love versus huh. eating it with fear or hate for yourself because mm -hmm. a lot of people for example if they're on a weight loss journey they will start eating healthy not with love for their body. Like I want to eat healthy because I love my body. They have the mindset of I want to eat healthy because I hate my body. Wow. And because if you're doing it out of hate, wow. the energy behind doing it isn't sustainable. Wow. So you have to shift your perception mm. of doing everything. Every choice that you make is out of love. Even if you're eating something that's not in alignment with your goals, if despite if it's out of addiction or habit or whatever, eat everything with reverence is what I learned because it's healthier to eat a, a beef burger with love mm. than, it, than it is to eat a raw vegan salad with hate or disappointment or a mindset of lack or feeling like you would rather be doing something else yes. because... Wow. I noticed that I could be eating perfectly for three entire months and not really feel too much differently physically because I wasn't really connecting with what I was eating for a little bit, especially during the beginning because I was so emotionally attached to the other stuff that I used to consume, especially after I quit drinking because I really leaned on food after I quit drinking to get past the desire to drink. So I ate a lot of sweets. I ate a lot of junk food. I ate a lot of that to get past drink the, just getting past the desire to drink alcohol. Um, so when I decided, well, I'm not feeling good and I'm making these lifestyle changes so that I can have a, a better quality of life and quality of existence while I'm here, I want to feel my best. I know and understand that I need to eat better but I was really in my mindset hating myself and full regret of every choice and decision I ever made saying a lot of really bad negative things to myself in my mind, like just like really tearing myself down on the inside, which isn't good for yourselves. No. Um, you're yeah. not going to heal anything when you're not good in your mind. So yeah. it's really about mindset more than it is even about the food. So one thing I've learned now that I'm here is that food, as powerful of a tool as it is, isn't more important than what's going on in that brain. Because hmm. people heal themselves just by doing brain work. If you um, study, what's his name? Um, yes. Uh -huh. yes. <laughs> no, I knew you were going there. <laughs> yep. You study him. Yes. He talks about the power of the mind and yes. how people have healed themselves of being even paralyzed and all kinds of stuff yeah. just through meditation, just through basically your brain commanding your cells, commanding your body, just really being in connection with that and retraining your subconscious mind 
So it's really, it's when I started doing the mind work, when I started doing the affirmations, when I started doing the visualization, um, and when I really just started shifting my mind from self-hate to self-love, and every action that I do is wow. because I love myself mm. versus because I hate how I feel, I hate how tired I am, I hate, I hate, I hate, I hate, I hate. Like those words are powerful and they hold a frequency inside of you. Yes. So it's like, I love myself so much, I'm gonna enjoy wow. putting these this nice big bowl of grapes inside of me. Mm. I'm doing this out of love. You know, I'm not doing out of because I wanna feel better because I want, no, it's because mm. I love myself so much and I can't wait to feel good and I know I'm going to because now I trust in it and I trust in the process so that's what I have learned now that I'm here that it wasn't really ever about the food it's about the shadow work it's about what's going on in your heart what's wow. going on in your mind hmm. amazing this has been truly inspirational and such a amazing you know interview with you and on your journey and I think so many people will benefit from just hearing your you express yourself and food is energy, food is informational, food is, you know, you've got to love yourself as you're eating. I mean, that, that is a, it's so powerful and it's so true, you know, but where do you see yourself in five years, Lachey? Where do I see myself in five years? Yes. Um, I see myself, so I'm in the city right now. I see myself settle down with a partner. Okay living somewhere on the countryside on land that we own together, living off of that land. I just want a really simple life. Yeah. Um, if you had asked me this question 10 years ago, it would have probably been where I'm at now, which is I would have not been here if it wasn't for the change of lifestyle. I'm going to tell you that right now. Yeah. You know, now like it's crazy. I think about the life that I live. Like I'm living in, you know, like a luxury condo that I never would have imagined being able to afford. You know, huh. I have like a career yes. and, you know, I work as a real estate agent in my local market. Um, okay. um, I'm healthy. Um, yes. I influence people to also live a healthy life. Um, I've still sometimes deal with, what do they call that? What do they call that? Um, what, uh, does it sound like? Imposter syndrome. Imposter sometimes. syndrome? Really? Yeah. Cause really? like, I, it's sometimes, cause you know, like I still have my struggles, especially when it comes to this food stuff. There's days yeah. where like, I, sometimes I just want an experience. You know, instead of like always wanting to do what I know is what is best. Like I'm surrounded by a bunch of restaurants. Sometimes I just want to sit down in front of my TV with a box of pizza mm. and just want to, you know, so yeah. and it's not about the pizza. It's about, I don't know, this romanticized thing in my brain of just like living, you know, and like living without restriction. Right. So sometimes in the spirit of not living without restriction, because we're just here for a human experience, we're not here to be perfect. We're just here to live. Yes. I will allow myself to order the box of pizza. It won't be a cheese pizza, right? but it'll be 
a pizza, you know, it'll have yeah. the marinara and some veggies on it. And yeah. Yeah. learning how to enjoy that moment and that experience without yeah. guilt, yeah. without yeah. feeling yeah. like I'm doing something bad. And that's, again, it's like relearning because you don't want what's doing something what's good for you most of the time. You don't want it to become like a way of a disordered thinking pattern because right. it can lead to almost like a disordered eating thinking pack pattern. It's so true. Not, nece not necessarily that you have a disordered eating because you don't. Like I eat very well most of the time, but I shouldn't feel bad about wanting something that has gluten in it. Or, you know what I mean? That just isn't a living food, basically. There shouldn't be so much negative energy mentally around it because that negative energy will break me down faster than that food will. Wow. So, so, so true. Yes. So, like, hmm. I'm still learning. I'm still learning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, tell, I tell that to people, <laughs> like, listen, I ain't perfect. But right. it's crazy because, like, a lot of what I have created today was at one point in my lowest and most desperate time in my life while I was drinking, while I was smoking, while I was overweight, while I was sick, while I wasn't motivated and really working like that, didn't have money, didn't have anything. I had, um, I wanted, I knew what I wanted and I would do, um, I'd get a pen and a pad out and I would like write down my goals and affirmations of what I wanted for myself yes. and it's crazy because now when I think about it and I look at my surroundings it's exactly what I asked for mm. without even believing it was possible when mm. I was writing it down amazing and yes. so five years from now as much as I love everything that I've created that's almost what I wanted then it isn't mm. so much what I want now but I do I also want to say that I'm very grateful so it's about not about what you want. It's about uh, being happy and being grateful for everything that your current now and reality is. And that's how you maintain it. With that said, um, I still have the same worldview, <laughs> just cleaner and not <laughs> running away from it with alcohol. And I'm stepping in more into this lifestyle and seeming to become more of an influencer in this space. And as much as I love influencing people to be a better version of myself, I don't like working. Um, I just really would love to um, have some recipe books. I, mm -hmm. I make a lot of raw foods, have some recipe books made that can be a guide for people to make better choices, especially those who are still eating uh, the Western way of eating, the, the sad standard American dieting. Yeah. Um, yes. and uh, just continuing to be a light for those who just need to see a daily example knowing that it is possible um, but I'm in five years I just see myself actually getting my hands in the dirt growing my own food mm -hmm. um, creating food forests and just planting fruit trees all over the place if I can help it and just living a simple life. I really, I, you know, I'm not, I used to be career driven and focused and I used to want to be independent and, you yeah. know, and I could care less about all that superficial stuff anymore. Like I just want to um, be a light 
in the world to where um, kind of steering people away from this world that the powers that be are trying to create. Yes. And that that's a really complex world. It's got a lot of evil under, uh, under take, there's an underlying evilness to it, you yeah. know? Yes. And yes, I do know. I just want it to be more connected to nature. So that's yeah. really, yes. All I feel like I'm willing to die behind this, you know, like I'm okay. I don't fear death. I understand that a lot of this isn't real. This is a projection. It's a simulation. It's mm -hmm. what we say it is, yes. what we create it to be. Yes. And our spirits live on, yes. but we can't be scared. We can't yes. live in fear. Thank we you. have to be willing to share yes. the, the truth. Mm -hmm. We have to be the light. And people yes. think being the light is always being positive and being rosy and being soft and sweet <laughs> and kind. No, being the light is telling the truth because yeah. only the truth is going to get us into alignment the with the heart chakra of our planet. Yes. We need to be in alignment of the heart chakra of our planet. Our hearts need to be resonating in the same way that our planet wants to uh, resonate. Our planet's going to be fine. Right. It's going to be fine. Um, yes. Yes. But we have to work on ourselves. Yes. And we can't change the world without working on ourselves first. Mm -hmm. And I feel like yeah. that's where I, that's what I did differently back then. I thought changing the world was understanding and knowing what was going on and being really loud about it until people listened. But what I know now is if that's how you see the world and that's what you believe, you have to vote with your actions. So you can't be in alignment with what you believe isn't real, isn't natural, isn't true, or what you believe is evil, essentially. You have to live outside of that paradigm. Yes. You have to live um, closer to God. And living closer to God is living closer to nature and consuming what is real, which is na natural. So that's going to, once we do that, there's not going to be no power over us. Because no. they can only have power over you when you when they control what you eat and what you consume. And if you're you're consuming and what you're fearing are animals, not being able to eat animals and not being able to eat Doritos. And you know, everyone's yeah. complaining about how all the processed food plants are burning down and it's this huge conspiracy. I say <laughs> Bring it on. Uh, it's uh, not real anyways. Right. You know, right. so yeah. let's, so while they're burning down, trying to create chaos, trying to create food shortages, that's not food shortages. That's poison shortages. Let them burn it down. Thank you. Because Thank now you. we grab it. You're, all they're doing is pushing us closer to nature. So yes. we'll eat what's available to us. Thank, yes. Let's, you know, so yes. it's about changing this paradigm shift changing the perception of the matrix that they designed and created around us and operating outside of it and becoming the glitch by being your own person. Yes. Not so, listening to their programming and all that crap. Yeah, almost, most definitely. We can talk for hours about that, but we won't. Right, I know. <laughs> I'll end it there. Yeah. Yes. You know, but let me just say, how can my audience find out more about Lachey Taylor? Uh, if you want to continue to follow me, um, you can find me on social media. I have a YouTube channel. I'm not as active on there as I should be. Um, it's Black Pineapple. 
with a six. Six L A C K underscore pineapple. Same thing with Instagram. Black pineapple with the six. Six L A C K underscore pineapple. You can find me on Facebook at Lachey Taylor. Um, I'm more active on Facebook than anything else. I guess it's just the easiest for me. It's right there, the blue app. I'm, that's just where you'll see me the most. That's where you get most of my thoughts. I am working on a website as well. Um, actively as we speak, all of my recipes will be going on that website and blogging. You'll get you'll get more of these thoughts on that website because I don't even share a lot of that on my Facebook. I try to keep it neutral and just about the healthy lifestyle. But I, there is far more to me under the surface than just mm. the pictures of what I ate for breakfast and lunch and my juices. It, it's a lot deeper. And I try to keep that to part of my, that part of me to myself um, because I, at this point, yeah. yes, <laughs> you know, <I'm, laughs> at this point, I don't care about changing the world by providing information the information is already there it's really just about being an example that um you don't have to be suffering physically uh in life if yeah. you just choose to eat better so i can be found on um instagram on youtube and on facebook nice 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 do you are you involved in an, in an exercise program at this point I'm not, and I keep saying the only exercise that I have been getting is um, at home. I have been doing like the same 10 minute YouTube video of uh, stretches. Really? And so, yes. Yeah, so, it's like literally for me at this point, I'm just trying to get my subconscious mind in the habit of just moving. Moving, moving. Yeah. yeah, so like I, I'm just trying to train myself to just keep doing that because, you know, but I do walk. I do a lot of walking. I live in a really walkable spot. So like I try to get a couple of miles in regularly. But cool. outside of that, I'm not doing, I want to do calisthenics. I have no interest in lifting weights, but I do want to actually um, become proficient at lifting my own weight. Okay, body weight exercises, right? Mm -hmm. Very good. I would recommend you do that. That's important as well. You know, you want to have that lean muscle and you want to have the strength. You know, as we get older, sometimes, you know, we get, we get weaker because the muscles tend to atrophy. So you want to kind of keep the muscles nice and strong. All right. So that's what, mm -hmm. that's my recommendation to you. And that's the only thing I can recommend to you. You're doing amazing work. <laughs> Thank you. You're and I, I will do better. Okay. Okay. Good. So with that being said, Lachey Taylor, on behalf of Body Scope of New York, that's my nonprofit, and Six Weeks to Fitness, I truly want to thank you for coming on my show today. Thank you. And I probably should talk to you about Six Weeks for Fitness so I can be fit for at least six weeks. <laughs> Most definitely. Because I have, <laughs> I have Six Week Fitness programs that are virtual. So um, when I do my next one, I'll let you know. Okay, please do. <laughs> okay. And to my listeners and to my viewers, I really appreciate you coming on the show and watching the show. And uh, if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for the show, please don't forget to subscribe and email me at vents.sixweeks.com so you don't miss any future episodes. And remember, we don't stop exercising because we grow old. We grow old because we stop exercising.
Peace.